And back at it for another Wednesday evening. As always, phone lines right away are open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five. talk That number is absolutely toll-free. You want to get your questions, uh, some concerns voiced and aired here on the air. Lior is there to answer them. We'll get to, uh, like I mentioned, can my employer dot, 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 a variety of questions that people have each week. If you haven't checked it out yet, severancepaycalculator.com. We will for sure expand on what that tool is and how it can help you with uh, negotiating your severance for your workplace, what the real amount should be. And, of course, the TV show. Looking forward to that again this Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, on Global TV Employment Hour and 30. If you have not caught that, make this the uh, the maiden voyage to join us. Lior, my brother, the week that was is how we always start. What is happening with you? Hey, Johnny, thank you very, very much. And, man, what a, a busy week so far. It's mm-hmm. only Wednesday, but a, a very, very busy week. And I'm uh, looking forward to answering some questions here um, on the show. And if you're uh, working or have a problem, you know, and you haven't heard the show and you don't know what we're about, well, we're about solving those problems you may have at work. So give us a call right now by calling us and talking about your problems. I promise you, not only are you going to feel better, we're going to help you solve those problems, but you're going to help other people listening right now who may have the exact same problems. Maybe you're one of the Tim Hortons people or one of the other employees affected by the by the changes to minimum wage, etc. Give us a call. We can talk about what that means to you and, and what your legal rights are. Anything under the employment and work umbrella, we'll talk about today and, and answer your questions, of course, as they come. And to get us revved up here, uh, the week that was, a couple of situations that came across my desk where uh, hopefully some of our listeners will be able to learn some uh, important lessons from. Well, first... Uh, situation, John, involved the, uh, a gentleman that had called me. He had uh, been suffering recently from uh, some, some medical and health issues. Well, what happened here is he knew that he's going to have to go uh, in the coming weeks through some treatment. Uh, he's gonna, he would have to go two or three times a week uh, to a to, uh, specialist to get some treatment, and that would impact his, his hours of work. He would need some flexibility from his employer. Some days he may have to come in a bit late. Uh, other days he may have to come in uh, to, to leave a bit early, and he told his employer that, and then he said, to, uh, "You know, I, I, here's the situation. I'm going to go through this treatment. It's going to be about six weeks of this, and over that six weeks, I, I'm asking, please, for some flexibility." Uh, and, and that's how they left it. Uh, so this this was going to start two weeks after he had this discussion. Right. Well, once you know it, about a week after this discussion, he gets called in to a meeting with HR, where he is promptly and unceremoniously terminated. He's being told, well, we, we're just doing this restructuring right now, and it so happens we are letting you go. Uh, of course, you're the only one being let go as part of mm-hmm. this restructuring. And this gentleman had worked the, for, the, uh, for the company for three years, and they said, we're going to pay you four weeks' pay. We're going to be very generous, four weeks' pay. Well, he called me, and he wanted to know what, what gives here. I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that it had to do with my medical condition. What am I owed? Well, it was very clear to me, John, that, that this is probably related to his medical condition. The company was under a legal obligation to accommodate him. That means giving him flexible hours as he's treating his medical condition. And it probably looks like what they've done here. Instead of doing that, they figured this is going to be too much trouble. Let's let him go and let's just say it's a restructuring. Because he was the only one let go, because it didn't appear to be any other form of restructuring, it seems to me that the only reason he was let go was because of his medical condition. That's a human rights violation. That's illegal. Your employer can't let you go because you need accommodation. Your employer has to accommodate. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, even if it's difficult, they still have to accommodate. So by failing to accommodate, that's a human rights issue. And beyond that, 
four weeks is silly. He was owed about six months' pay. Mm-hmm. So not only was he wrongfully dismissed because of the fact that he was only offered four weeks, which is you know a fourth or a fifth or whatever it is of what he's owed, uh, he was actually also violate or he had his rights under the human rights code violated. So if your employer won't accommodate you, if you get penalized because you need accommodation, if you get let go because you have a medical condition, that's wrong. You have to give me a call. The law is going to come down very hard on the employer in that situation. So don't be afraid. Don't be bashful to pursue your rights. Don't let, don't let an employer, John, let you go when you're sick. That's wrong on many levels. And on top of the proper severance, he would also be uh, eligible for human rights damages because of uh, being let go, right? Well, absolutely. You, you, an employer can't just violate your human rights without repercussions. You're going to be able to additional compensation. And, you know, hopefully that will be a lesson to the employer once they're penalized that way, not to do it again next time an employee, John, asks for accommodation. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have concerns or questions, bring them on. We're here till around at 10 to 8 tonight, so you got lots of time. That one triple eight two two five talk that number is absolutely toll-free. What else you got going on? I got an email yesterday. It was a very brief email. It was a one-line email, uh, essentially saying, uh, uh, Mr. Samfira, I was let go from uh, my job. Uh, how long does the company have to pay me my vacation pay? Hmm. Uh, that was it. That was literally the, that one sentence. Well, I, I told this person, you know, why don't you give me your number and, and let's talk about it. And, and she did. Uh, and I called her. And when I called her, I found out that she had worked for this particular employer for 33 years. And she wasn't making, uh, you know, a huge salary. She was making, you know, something in the, in, in the 30s. And when they, they let her go, they offered her, John, six months pay. Yeah. And she thought that was great. She just had a question about her vacation pay. She wanted to make sure she got her vacation pay as well. Uh, but she thought nothing of it. Uh, and, of course, as soon as I talked to her and I said, well, forget about vacation pay. You're actually owed probably close to 24 months pay. 24 months pay, not six months pay. Yeah. She was shocked. She was dumbfounded. And, and uh, now she's understanding that it's not a vacation pay issue. It's a severance issue. And the reason why I'm bringing this up here is so many people contact me actually asking the wrong question. They ask me about the record of employment when they lose their job. They're asking about the vacation pay when they lose their job, maybe about a reference letter, when they should actually be concerned about the fact that they could be owed tens of thousands of dollars in severance. So that's, uh, in this case, thankfully, she hadn't signed anything, so it, it had just happened. She was let go the, the, the previous day. So I'm going to be able to help this lady, but there's a very important lesson there. Uh, when you're let go, you're owed severance. It's more than what your employer is offering you, usually a lot more. So that should be the focus, always, always. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225-TALK is the number. Uh, Matthew, opening call tonight. How are you, fella? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's your concern? Okay, uh, long story short, um, we got an email today at work basically saying that our the new uh, two new sick days that, uh, that everybody's getting paid, um, basically uh, my company is saying that uh, we, they are going to use those as uh, basically if you leave for an hour, say if you have an appointment, you leave for an hour uh, and you come back, that is classified as a sick day. Uh, they can pay you the one hour, and that's it. Are they allowed to do that? Sorry, so if you leave for an hour, they're going to pay you for an hour? I'm not sure what you're saying. Sorry. Uh, and, and that would be classified as the sick day that they're entitled to pay. 
No, no, it, it, it's it's not that. No, it, it doesn't work that way. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna miss the majority of of the workday, then yes, they can they can treat that as a sick day. But if you're gonna miss an hour, then that's not the case, and uh, they could potentially dock you for that hour, but they can't use one of the sick days. So so no, they're doing it wrong. So in that situation, you know, one of the things you may want to do is let them know that they're doing it wrong. Or the other option may be to simply contact the Ministry of Labor and let them know. By the way, there's this company here that does that, and uh, one of the things the Ministry of Labor is trying to do now is to be more active about uh, these breaches of the Employment Standards Act, and they may be able to get someone in there to, t- to teach your employer what they're supposed to do, because no, Matthew, that's wrong. They can't do that. Okay. Thank you very All much. All right. Thanks, yeah, my appreciate friend. Appreciate that, pal. You need uh, a number moving forward, one 821 5900 to get a hold of yours for any time, or help at employmenthour.com as well. Marty. Good evening. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? Oh, we're good. Uh, what's going on with you? I'm just calling for my daughter. Okay. Uh, she works at a, a food chain restaurant, and her hours are normally 30 plus per week. But last week, she got 11 hours, and this week was 10 and a half hours. And she, could, she asked the boss about it, and he finally met with her today and said that... Uh, one of the co-workers had an issue with her and I think somebody I guess a customer complained about her or something but this is the first that she's ever heard of it so they're not letting her go they're just reducing her hours right Marty? reduced her hours drastically and he said today that I guess something along the lines of he didn't want to fire or he could fire or something like that and that's going to be 11 hours from now on and that's it okay how long has she worked there for Marty? about 28 months 28 months, and uh, she's a, a server? Yeah, and she's 30. 30, okay. So so this is clearly and easily a constructive dismissal. Uh, what I mean by that is they've changed the terms of her employment, obviously. They reduced her from 30 hours to 11, uh, which means it's, it's exactly the same as if they've terminated her. They're not allowed to do that. So she yep, has I- an option. She can accept this and continue working 11 hours, or she can leave and pursue her severance. For her, uh, unless unless she signed an employment agreement that limits no, her entitlement, which I doubt that she did just based no, on no, my knowledge of, of no. that industry. No, she didn't. No. Then she she would be owed right around three months' pay, okay? She would be owed uh, three months' pay is what I would assess her. So uh, she, she, if she wants to pursue that, have her give me a call before she quits. I don't want her quitting till. Uh, she speaks to me, but that said, she can't wait too long to speak to me yeah. because if she does wait too long and she continues working this 11 hours for too long, she's going to be considered to have accepted it. So Great. tomorrow, Thursday is as good a day as any for her to give me a call, and uh, that may be the, the best option here because if they reduce her to 11 hours, they can reduce her after she accepts it to five hours and there's going to be nothing left. So maybe the perfect time to leave, get the severance and move on, Marty. Yeah, yeah I told her uh, today, don't quit. You know, just... Let, you know, call. I, I listen to you every week, so I know about you know. That a boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the drill. Then she's got to call me. It's a constructive yeah, dismissal, and I can help her. Thank you very much, you Thanks, Marty. See, you see why they listen to the show. And if you hadn't done that, <laughs> and she waited and languished for three or four weeks or three or four months, too late. So sad, right? 
Yeah, and you know it's obviously a big deal. Holy cow! You go to go from thirty to eleven, and the problem is once you've accepted that, then it's going to go to eight and four and three, and then you'll be working one hour a year. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, yeah. it's it's unreasonable. So that's a constructive dismissal. Whether or not the employer has a reason doesn't change the fact that they can't do that. So yeah, it's a constructive dismissal, and I'll help her. It's amazing, too, because people languish until they, they, they listen to the show. It just takes one time, then they wise up, and they're good to move on from there, which is exactly why the uh, the reason we do the show year in, year out. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one triple eight two two five talk That number is toll-free. Emails, we'll try to get to some a little later on. That is help at employmenthour.com. We are just getting warmed up. Lots more to go. Bring on the phone calls, and we'll take a short break and get right back at it. Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio. And one triple eight two two five talk is toll free. You want to call through that number as well? That would be outstanding. Right back at it, uh, Lewis. How are you? How are you guys doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? So uh, I'm working for a company. I work in IT, so I do a lot of my work from home. I just I'm just required to show my face at the office once a week. And this past week, there's been an email going uh, from from I guess head head office that they want to get people working back from the office. So that's, that's a big problem for me because I live really far away from my office. So I don't know if that counts as a constructive dismissal if, if they require me to do that. So, Lewis, have you always worked from home while working for this company? Um, so it's a complicated story. So I worked for them for 12 years. I, I talked to you before, and uh, I... I quit, and they hired me back last year. And on the hire back, I have always worked for okay. uh, from home. Perfect. That that's what I was I was hoping you'd say. Yeah. So in that situation, once they've now if they've decided now to change it, so you work from home. You for the last year you've worked from home, and now they want you to come to the office. Clearly, that is a constructive dismissal. That's a huge change to the terms of employment, which means they don't have a right to do it. So if they insist, then absolutely, you, you, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. As a first measure, what I would try to do is explain to them, just like you did to me, why you can't do it. I live very far. I can't do it. You know, I, I took this job on that basis. And hopefully, they'll understand and, and they'll back off. Uh, if they do, terrific. If they don't, then yes, we should have a discussion about constructive dismissal because, no, you don't have to do it. I would want to see a copy of your employment agreement, by the way. Uh, but beyond that, yes, you could be owed several months' pay here. So, no, they can't do that, Lewis. They can't make you work uh, from the office once you've been working from home for the last year. Okay, perfect. All right. Thanks, Lewis. Appreciate that. And I'll give you a number to call uh, when you're done tomorrow, one 821 5900 Get a hold of Lior and the firm and help at employmenthour.com. Uh, Important call for that guy to make for sure. Greg, good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, man. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? Well, I'm considered a subcontractor at where I work. However, I I work for the same company. I don't work for anybody else. I drive a company vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I'm being told that because I'm a subcontractor, I don't have to get paid for staff holidays and I don't get overtime pay. I want to know if that's true or if I'm just being lied to. Well, it's, it's 
The question is simple. The question is whether the law will consider you to be an employee or a contractor. So it doesn't really matter what they say you are or even what you say you are. The law makes that decision, right? So uh, if you work for them exclusively and essentially full-time hours, there's very little doubt that the law will consider you to be an employee. Now, to, to resolve this, if you want, your only recourse really is with respect to overtime and, and holiday pay is to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor and, and have the ministry come in. They'll look at the facts. They'll say, no, he's an employee and they'll make them pay you as an employee. But the so problem you're going to have is twofold. Number one is it's going to be very uncomfortable continuing to work for the company after you file the uh, Ministry of Labor complaint against them. That's number yeah, one. Exactly. And number two is if Ministry of Labor comes in and says, oh, he's an employee, then the one thing they're going to do is start paying you as an employee as well. It means they're going to start withholding taxes, and you probably don't want them to do that. Right. So, you know, you got to consider these things. So, in most cases, the best time to deal with this issue is if they let you go. Because if they let you go, then guess what? We can treat you as an employee and get you severance as an employee. They would probably say, oh, no, no, you, you're a contractor. You don't get severance. But that would be wrong. And that wouldn't be difficult at all to get you severance. Whether or not you want to deal with it now while you're working for them, I'll leave it to you. Your only recourse in this situation while you're still working for them is to go to the Ministry of Labor. Perfect. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate all the information. Thanks, my friend. Greg, we appreciate the uh, the phone call. That is one of those, uh, I won't say rare occasions, where uh, you're going to go headstrong into the uh, Ministry of Labor. Not for severance, very, but for that very particular rare case, occasion. it's good. Yeah. You're right, John. And, and yeah. you know, before we go to the next call, I, I, I want to emphasize that that you know, if if you're working for a company and you have a problem with your overtime, your vacation pay, your holiday pay, yes, absolutely okay to go to the Ministry of Labor, no problem. If you have an issue with respect to your termination of employment, whether it's constructive dismissal or severance issue, you cannot, should not, under any circumstances, go to the Ministry of Labor. They can help you. They can uh, help get a small portion, a fraction of what you're owed, and then by doing that, you're stuck. You cannot then get your full entitlements. Horrible, horrible idea. Don't let that happen to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225. Toll free to call the show tonight. Uh, Rick, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Good guys, how are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? All right, sir. So I've been uh, with the company for about twelve years. Um, in these past twelve years, we I am required to travel for my work. Uh, but in twelve years, there's two provinces we never traveled to, and that was understood that we would never be traveling to those two because it's covered by a different office. Um, now they've changed the terms, and they want us to travel to these two provinces, which happen to be Alberta and BC. Um, so I just wanted to know if uh, there's a way I could uh, refuse uh, to say that I don't want to travel, and then if they end up terminating me based on me refusing to travel to those two provinces. Okay, good question. Now, is the reason why you don't want to travel to them is because the add much more time, much more travel time, or is there another reason? Absolutely, and that's like, I, I've got a young family, young kids, and it was understood from get-go that my traveling wouldn't involve these two provinces, and, you know, it just uh, it adds a lot of, uh, you know, pressure on me to travel into those two. It's, so you know, how much how much travel do you think it would add to, to you uh, in, in a week, in a month? Uh, well, they're saying at a time, because it being the, the location, it could be weeks at a time every month or even two times a month. It could be a week at a time. 
and, and I've never traveled week at a time. Uh, I got current it. Tra- yeah, current travels are pretty minimal. Like I, I travel once a month for a day or two. Okay. Okay, good. So, in that situation, because this would be a big change, right? If it if it was just one of those things that adds an, another day a month, yeah, you know, arguably that's not a huge change. But if this is going to be a significant a significant change, like you've just described, then no, they're not allowed to require you that. That you know, as I was telling the previous callers, this could be a constructive dismissal. So you are well within your right to say no. But I wouldn't necessarily just say no. I would say no, and here's why. You know, my, I scheduled my life on the basis of, of how I'm traveling, that I only travel one or two days a month. I have a family, a young family, etc. And hopefully they'll understand and back off. If they don't, you don't have to do it. I don't see a, a basis unless you sign an employment agreement in advance that says you, you would do it. But in most situations, you wouldn't do it. And if they let you go, you're owed severance. If they insist, that could be a constructive dismissal. So I would try to resolve it with them, but if you can't, right. yeah, no, they, they can't just change the terms of your employment that way if it if it really is a significant change, Rick. Gotcha. All right, wonderful. Uh, and it's it's happening with every, like there's not just me, but it's no, I understand. Right? And right. you okay. could tell your colleagues the same thing, by the way, Rick, because you know they may have the same concerns yeah. that you do, so they sure. should know that no, that the the company is not allowed to do that again because it's not because it's those two provinces. It's because, right. as you've said, it adds a lot more travel time. It changes the deal. That's not absolutely. something they're allowed to do. Right, absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your help, guys. Thank you. Appreciate uh, the phone call, Rick. Moving forward, you need to get a hold of the firm, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. Okay, let's cover it. It's called the severance pay calculator. We love this thing. Yeah, we, you know, we love this thing, John, but... Uh, but several hundred thousands of people that have used it love it even more uh, because when you use a severance calculator, you're armed with important, extremely valuable information, information that li- literally is worth tens of thousands of dollars. So to break this down, severancepaycalculator.com, again, severancepaycalculator.com is the address. And as the name suggests and the name says, it tells you, it calculates for you what you're owed if you lost your job, whether you worked for a year, whether you worked for 15 years or 50 years, uh, you can find out exactly how much you're owed right now, whether senior position, junior position, it's free, it's anonymous, it takes 10 seconds flat to do it, uh, and once you do that, you'll never be taken for a ride, you're never going to be taken advantage of, you will always know exactly how much you're owed. So severancepaycalculator.com, answer the three questions and find out, even if you haven't lost your job, even if you're just worried or curious Check it out. And, of course, if you're talking to your neighbor uh, across the road and and they're upset because they lost their job and uh, they're worried, well, help them out by telling them about the severance calculator so that they make sure they get everything that they're owed. Uh, And I'm very proud of it, and it's always the very first place you go to. Let's get to another call here. i got uh, Sue on the line. Hey, Sue, good evening. Hi. Hi, Sue. What's going on with you? Okay, so uh, my brother's very sick, um, and he's on leave with his work and he has insurance and that um, his work paid for half of his rent when he when he was working working but now that he's on sick leave um, and he's been off he's been the first year they paid his rent for him this year they want to they want to add his they want to pay him to pay full work full rent he was a superintendent of the building and now that now they wanted to pay full rent Plus, they want to say, they sent us a letter saying, um, just a little while ago, saying that they consider the year's rent that they paid for him as his severance pay. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun. It's just so wrong. That's why I'm, I'm I'm chuckling here. I'm not I'm not making light of this. Now, just so I understand, so he, how long has he been off? He's been off. He he had uh, cancer, which okay. when he had the when he had his operation and they gave him the chemo, it uh, it pushed him over the edge into dementia. So now he has dementia. So is it fair to say that he won't be going back to work? That he's not going to get better? He won't get better. No. Okay. He won't be going back to work. So, uh, so here's where this at. If it's clear that he's first of all, how long has he worked there total? Uh, probably about seven years. Okay. So uh, this is a situation. Given the fact that he can't go back to work anymore, uh, what we call a frustration of contract, which means the relationship can end, but they still owe him some severance. In this case, it's 14 weeks pay that they would owe him. Uh, okay. Because it's a frustration of contract. If it was a regular termination, they'd owe him a lot more, probably uh, you know as much as a year's pay. But in this case, they owe 14 weeks pay and 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 rent for for another 14 weeks. They they don't get to uh, to take advantage of the rent that they've paid him. The problem that you know is going to be here. That's a practical one. Maybe you and I can talk about it off air. If he's he has dementia. Then someone he he can't necessarily come to me and say, "Leo, represent me." Someone needs to do it on his behalf because because of, of the dementia. So maybe you and I should connect off air and, and we can get into more details. This is this could be a bit more tricky. But he is owed compensation. He doesn't have to uh, repay them anything. They don't get to take advantage of what they've paid him so far. Uh, and uh, obviously, it's a difficult situation. So you and I soon need to uh, need to connect off air. Okay, but they can't raise his rent. They can't raise his rent on him either, can they? If well, they can, kick, they can. They can. They uh, can. In this situation, with 14 weeks pay and rent, they can let him go and 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 essentially kick him out of the building. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So that's why we need to talk about this and, and figure out a, a way to deal with this. Uh, I wouldn't reach out to them or respond to them until we've connected. Okay, this is there's obviously this is high stakes because it's it's where he lives. So uh, we need to connect and discuss this. Sue, here's that number again, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. Make that call and help at employmenthour.com. If you uh, choose to email as well, maybe do both, that'd be fine. Again, we're on the show uh, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV, and your phone call's here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five. talk That is toll-free till about 10 to 8 tonight we go. So sometimes we have this discussion. You know, you and I, whether it's on the show or otherwise, about things, questions you always get asked. Is my employer allowed to do dot, dot, dot? So let me get through a couple of these as we uh, fill the phone lines. Uh, one that always comes in, can my employer make me work overtime hours? Yeah, and, you know, a, a lot of times employers try to make people work overtime and people have questions. Do Can they do that? Do I have to work it? Well, let's break this down. It really comes down to, is this something that they've done right at the beginning of the employment relationship or something that they're trying to impose is a new thing. So if right off the bat when they hire you, I say, we need you to work overtime. Well, that's not a change because that's just what they're doing. And as long as you're not working more than the maximum hours of work, which for most people is 48 uh, hours without, you know, beyond that, there's other things that have to happen, that yes, your employer can make you work overtime. 
where an employer can't necessarily make you work overtime if that's not something you usually do. And they say, now we need you to start working overtime. Well, you're within your rights to say no in that situation. Uh, now, you have to decide whether that's something you want to do and how that's going to impact the relationship with the company. You know, maybe if it's a one-off thing, you may consider it. If they need you to work overtime for the next three months, you may say no. But generally speaking, an employer can't, just like they can't change your hours of work, they can't necessarily require you to work overtime. Now, if you sign an agreement that says you can work and you will work overtime, that's different. Uh, but generally speaking, an employer is not allowed to change your hours of work, and that includes overtime. We'll get to a uh, phone call here as we carry on. Got to Jay on the line. Hey, Jay, good evening. How are you? Hi, Jay. Good. What's going on with you? Um, I was hired uh, by an organization about uh, six months ago, and I had the unenviable task of having to rebuild a, a sales team, sales staff. Um, in doing so, I've had to um, uh, have a couple people, uh, um, let go a couple of people, and also uh, hire four more. Now, in, in doing so, um, to attract the best and the brightest, I've had to, you know, offer a very competitive salary. Obviously, and the remaining sales reps got wind and uh, of what they're making, and uh, some of them have demanded an increase. Uh, how would I handle that, Mior? So uh, I, 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 the reason that uh, the new people maybe get paid more is it because of the fact that they have more experience, or is it just because you know you kind of desperate time costs with desperate measures, measure, so you're, you're paying more? So the organization has given me a range in which I can offer uh, a, a salary, mm -hmm. and um, the uh, uh, in order to bring in the, the sales reps based on the role, uh, I've had to. Uh, be as competitive as I as I can, um, and what that means is some of the reps that have been there for pre in, that were hired previous years ago um, are not making as as, as much, in, at least in terms of the salary. Yeah. So what what's happened is 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 some of them have come to me and have suggested that well, if if they're getting this, then why why aren't I getting entitled to getting at least the same? So, so here's where, you know, if you and I had spoken in 2017, I would have given you a different answer than what I'm going to give you now, because one of the changes that the government has implemented, we all know about the changes to minimum wage, right? But one of the other changes that they've implemented is some, some uh, equal pay for equal work uh, provisions, which essentially says that two people doing the same job, you know, what, even, uh, you know, you, they should be get paid the same in, es in essence. So that's what the law has been changed to do. And I... I never really agreed with it because you need to have some flexibility. Now, there's exceptions to this. If you can show that that you, the decisions made based on experience, or that it's based based on uh, made based on uh, certain skills, so if there's a way to legitimately differentiate and distinguish, then you're good. If there really isn't, you know, they're both kind of doing the same job, they have the same level roughly of skills and, and uh, experience then you, you have an issue and you may have to revisit the, the compensation for the existing employees. So the best way to do it for, for an employer is to say, yes, we are paying these people more, but here's why. You know, here are the legitimate reasons. You know, this person has this many years of experience in this field and, and or this person has been doing this for 10 years instead of five. If you can show that, I think you're fine. Beyond that, you are taking a risk uh, if you're not going to revisit the salary for the existing people. Okay, and to, to prepare myself um, for this, what uh, what sort of things should I look out for? I mean, uh, say for example, like in, and I'm just in middle management, say for example, 
uh, the senior management decides not to renegotiate the salaries of those uh, that were hired previous to me being hired, uh, what should I be prepared for as far as, uh, um, you know, just any kind of um, backlash? Uh, pushback? Yeah, yeah. Well, what they could hypothetically do is uh, go to the Ministry of Labor. The reality is not many people are likely to do that. So I don't know yeah. what the repercussions really are going to be. You're probably just going to have unhappy employees, and you should yeah. do your best to Obviously, explain yeah. to them, uh, you know, why that is, and and that maybe you know we're going to have salary reviews in the end of the year, and we can talk about it mm-hmm. more at that point. But hypothetically okay. speaking, yes, they could go to the Ministry of Labor and file complaints. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate that call, and we'll get to uh, Biddy. Hello, Biddy. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. What's your concern? Oh, my concern is I have a son who is a slow learner, but um, it's just that he doesn't know to read much. He's been working for the company for 16 years, and on the 2nd of January, he had been called in the office of his job and let go. Be- because he doesn't know to read much, they make him sign, and they paid him for one full year. I was wondering if that's okay or if he's going to get anything more. So, so you worked like there that. for 16 years, Biddy? 16 years, yeah. And what kind of a job? He drives softly. Okay, and, and how old is he? He's 38. So a, a year for him is within the range. I would have said 12 to 14 months is, is what I would assess him at. Now, right. uh, again, it would have to also be his salary, his benefits, if there's any bonus or car allowance, that would have to be included. Uh, you know, It's still worth it for him to reach out to me and, and send me a copy. If he, if he can't read and they still made him to sign it, then he's not going to be held to it. So it's still a very good idea to have me take a peek at it, make sure that we're not missing anything. 12 months in and of itself... Uh, is within the range, but I still want to make sure that they gave him everything included in that that they should have. Okay. So have him reach oh. out to me. Uh, John here will give you the number in just a sec, and I'll be happy to look at this specific document and tell him, is it okay, is it not, and if it's not okay, how we go about fixing it. Biddy, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Give Leo a call. Help at employmenthour dot com as well. Hey, Jack. Good evening. How are you? I'm. Uh, I'm okay. I'm just. I'm. I'm battling home on the road here. Oh yeah. Good luck, my friend. What's uh, What's going on? So it, this is sort of a continuity of employment question. Uh, so I was employed, or I am currently employed by a. Uh, a service provider who has had their contract terminated and uh, I'm being offered employment with the new uh, holder of the contract. Um, now, the, the offer for employment that they've made me is at the same rate of pay, same title, um, but my work hours are now nine hours. The shift is nine hours later than the shift I'm currently working. Um, and so I guess I'm, I'm just curious, like, what sort of, a, what sort of options I have there I haven't signed the agreement yet, um, but I do know that under the Employment Standards Act, I'm not. Uh, I, if I refuse to sign uh, an offer of reasonable alternative employment, I'm not entitled to uh, a, a uh, severance pay. Should that be the way that I choose to go? Now, uh, Jack, what kind of what kind of industry? What kind of a business is this? So this is a logistics uh, okay. uh, service provider. Okay, I got it. So, uh, given the fact that this 
th- this changes the terms of employment. These are different uh, hours uh, because it's a if it's a significant uh, change. No, you, you don't have to accept it. And that means if because you don't accept it, you know, I would tell them, here's what I can do. I can work those hours. And if they say, well, now you don't have a job, then you're owed severance. And and the company that owes you the severance is the company that, that was actually employing you up until this, this time, you know, company one, not, not the new company. But they would owe you severance. If it was the same job, then that's different. But if it's not the same job, uh, then uh, and, and it, you know if the hours are different, then it's not the same job. So yes, you'd be entitled to severance, and and uh, I, I would want to obviously talk to you more and see specifically you know what the hours were, and then maybe look at any agreements that they've provided you. But the short answer is no. You, you can't uh, you can't be made to accept a job with different hours, and you'd be owed severance. Okay, cool. Thank you, pal. I'll take uh, I'll squeeze in uh, Jamie here quickly. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm good. You? Good. What's going on? I just have a question. Uh, we work 12 hours a day, uh, continental shifts, right? Four on, two off, three on, five off. And uh, on those days that we work, we're on call after the 12 hours. So my question is, so we work 12 hours and we're on call all night. So if we get called out a couple times a night for work, we still have to be back at work the next morning for 6.30 in the morning. So... Mm. I don't know like, <clears throat> if that's right or uh, uh, they pay us $50 for the f- in total for four days on call. Right. Plus, plus extra hours, right? Like if you work. Well, you know, it, it does with, with the, the recent changes to the Employment Standards Act. It doesn't sound like the, the, the amount that they're paying you for the, the on call is enough because now there's a certain threshold that the employer has to pay. And, and, and with minimum wage being $14 an hour, uh, yeah, that, that's not enough for, for five days, not even close. So uh, the, the, the issue here is the fact that you should be getting paid more. And, and it, again, the answer would have been different in 2017 than it is right now. Oh, okay. So one of the ways to deal with this is, uh, you know, to, to, and you can find this online, give them a copy of the new changes to the Employment Standards Act and help them educate themselves. Or go to the Ministry of Labor on this and tell them, here's what my employer is doing, and have the Ministry of Labor come in and tell your employer to do it right. Because, yeah, it does seem like you and your colleagues are going to be owed more. You should get him paid for, for you know three hours each time times $14 an hour. So you can do the math over five days. That's going to be a lot more than that. Uh, so that's the problem here, that you're owed more compensation. We're done. Back on Monday, more Employment Hour right here, AM640, Global News Radio.